Burgess. And I am Stephanie Fitzpatrick, aka the Advantage Coach. And I believe that this is episode 77 of the Fields of the Real podcast. <laughs> um, between the uh the podcast numbers and now <laughs> the uh the pep talk numbers, oh. like it's just yeah. too many numbers now. <laughs> it's, it's too many numbers to remember. Thankfully, oh. I didn't mess up the pep talk on Wednesday. <laughs> And I almost put out the wrong one. Um, so, well, I, I can't say forgive me because I, I went back and made sure I checked. But, yeah, um, yeah, guys. Um, He's doing a lot, y'all. He's doing a lot. He is. And I'm just over here like, oh, I'm sorry. I can't help. <laughs> Man. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, you're good. You're good. We, uh, oh, you're cranking them joints out. I, I, haven't even st- look, I haven't even started the post game. I'm like, uh, yeah, I didn't say anything. I just was gonna let you figure I, that out. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, 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 I'm waiting to do something to this head. Um, which you I guess don't matter because I am on this week, podcast so every week. I was gonna say all every week you're on the podcast. <laughs> you don't look crazy at all. Whatever. <laughs> Go on and do what you do. You said you wanted to do something. Go on and do it. If yeah. that's what you want to do, go on and do it. I, th- I think I may in the next couple of weeks, okay. even though yesterday, okay. like, I had, you know, I'd be wearing my little... Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> yesterday, <laughs> I had taken it off, and I was walking around, and I was like, man, I don't know. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, yeah. Uh-huh. It's, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but now, nah, let's get to who's really right. All right. Um, I think no. I was just about to say, I think that a previous who's really right might have been confirmed, but no, I don't think we. I don't think we said who would win the Tampa Bay Saints game. I don't. Oh no, we didn't. I don't think mm-hmm. we said that. Um, no. But I, there is a who's really right that would it would take some weeks for it to be confirmed about our thoughts on how Tom Brady was going to do this year. Yeah. We talked about that. I want to say around the time that he had committed to go to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. I'm, I'm looking, I'm feeling good about that one right now. Okay. <laughs> so for this week's who's really right. We got to okay. throw Tampa Tom back in there. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephanie, Tom, I'm going to let you go first. Is Tom Brady going to be okay? I'm going to let you go first. Okay, yeah. I'll go first. I'm, I'm gonna let you go first this time. Yeah, no, he's go not ahead. gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. This has been a gradual <laughs> decline for the last few years. We have seen his numbers decline. And if you look at the tape of the game, which so many people in the media are refusing to do because they just <laughs> blindly believe in Tom Brady and his ability to play past the age of 45. What they're not seeing is that He just doesn't have the arm strength that he used to have. And I get it. This is a new team. I I won't take all your talking points. No, no, go ahead. I I get it. But absent all of the stuff um, with continuity, he's he's just in decline. And I I don't think it's going to get any better. I, I think that he probably will have his moment of carving up some of the very poorest defenses in the NFL. But I think we, the Tom Brady that we're used to seeing, I don't think that guy is there anymore. And it's okay because he's 43 years old. And I understand that when we see greatness, we want to see it extended, but father time is undefeated. And I think, Father Time has struck midnight <laughs> on Tom on the Tom Brady that we've known. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm done. 
I didn't say anything. I was just letting nah, you know. Nah, I see them facial expressions. <laughs> those of you who can't no, see. No, I'm trying look, real hard. Those of you who typically <laughs> listen on the listening platforms, please go to YouTube so you can see all of Stephanie's facial expressions. <laughs> look, they, those facial expressions tell the whole story. I try real. Listen, I had to get my. I was on a Zoom call for work yesterday. Uh-huh. I had to keep pressing the button to take the audio off. <laughs> oh, man. So that they wouldn't see my facial expressions because I was really like, it was really awful. Anyway. <laughs> well, see, look, you so, can feel it when it's coming. I know. And that's why I was like, oh, let me just. <laughs> Oh, it was man. really bad. But anyway, um, so the first thing I'm going to say is it's a, it's a natural process. You are correct. Tom mm-hmm. Brady is older. Um, he will not and cannot be Tom Brady from 10, 15, 20 years ago. He can't be. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I will say is, and I don't know, it's, I guess it's because he's with Tampa Bay that I've that I don't see him the same anymore. He's not a patriot, so I don't see him the same yeah. anymore. That I can have some empathy here and say, um, look at it from, I guess, a different perspective and say, even a slightly diminished Tom Brady is mm-hmm. still one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Not because of his arm strength, <laughs> but because of his football IQ. Okay. And his his uh, work ethic and his leadership and his veteran leadership that mm-hmm. he brings to this and his his attitude of excellence that he brings to a team that might not have experienced that. Okay. I feel like those things are the qualities that he brings to this team that when they really mesh, you said it, it's some of this is about chemistry and just mm-hmm. they haven't had preseason. They haven't really, you know what I mean? Like right. a lot of this is just them finding their way and getting on the same page. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got receivers, running backs that'll, that can go catch the ball. Mm-hmm. They don't have to be forty yards down the field. Right. They can they can adapt the dink and dunk game. Tom mm-hmm. Brady ain't never really been the. I mean, he mm-hmm. throw it down the field, but not real. Like he, that's yeah, just he been, been a, yeah. he ain't been that that dude anyway. So mm-hmm. it's just to me like a chemistry thing. Mm-hmm. Once they get once they get that together, even diminished Tom Brady is going to be okay in Tampa Bay. And let me say this. The other thing that might make him not look like Tom Brady that we know is you playing in the NFC South. You're no longer in that cushy little conference that you Mm -hmm. had. (laughs) You know what I mean? And you're going to play more NFC teams than you did Mm -hmm. before. So uh, literally that was the thought I had after the game. It was funny because it made me think about college football. <laughs> you know how I feel about mm-hmm. the conferences. So I'm always like, mm, this was like him being introduced as uh, to the SEC. <laughs> okay. You play grown men when you play the SEC. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it is different. Yeah. It is just different. Not diminishing any other conferences, but we know. It's just a different yeah. game. It's a different, it's a different football it game is, in the SEC. Yeah. And so I feel like it's a combination of, you know, not being able to have a uh, preseason, not really being mm-hmm. able to develop that chemistry. Yes. There's a diminished Tom Brady. Yes. You playing in the, uh, in the NFC. And let's be clear. You also played a team <laughs> that is pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. And they've been together. You ain't got a lot right. of, they didn't have a lot of attrition. They didn't have a lot of people moving mm-hmm. around. So this is a team that's well-oiled. They, they know what they're doing. They play together. So all of that, I think, plays a factor in, the, in this particular what we witnessed this last this Sunday. Last week. And I think that he will be okay. 
I feel like we've been witnessing it for some time. And that's where I mm-hmm. built my argument. I feel like we've been witnessing this decline for some time. And even with him playing in the NFC South now, like he he's played against great teams before and performed well, you know. And I guess all of those factors that they go together, you know, new team, you're not just playing somebody you can just roll up on and beat them in your sleep. It's not um, the Dolphins. It's not the Bills of all. Well, <laughs> so to, to say that, though, because they lost to the Dolphins last year. And yeah. if we remember that pick that Janoris Jenkins took to the house um, from the Saints, this yeah. past week, there was a player from the Dolphins, and I don't remember his name, took a pick to the house the same exact way the very last season, the very last game of the season last year. Okay. And so, and and it's a whole nother topic, you know, Bruce Arians' criticism of the way that he played. (laughs) That'd be a whole nother topic. But him saying that lets me think that it's something deeper than no no continuity, new playbook. Hmm. You know? And they're they're trying to figure their thing out too now. Yeah, no, absolutely. They're trying to fit because this is part of, I think, part of the thing that attracted Tom Brady to this opportunity was Bruce Arians being real transparent with him and saying, Mm -hmm. you'll have a really big say in how this offense is run. Right. Like, I'm going to just pay somebody to be the offensive coordinator, but really? Oh, wait, wait, (laughs) hold on now. Don't do that to Byron Leftwich. Don't you do that to Byron Leftwich. You know know how I feel about Byron, but I'm just saying, like, He's going to – Tom Brady has more autonomy to say right. what happens with this What goes offense. in, yeah. yeah. Then he like did with like game. Cause in, in, you know, you see that with good quarterbacks when the game plan is being created, like the great quarterbacks are in the room saying, okay, this is what we need to do here. Like you may not get a Baker Mayfield in that type of meeting shot Yes, um, but Ooh, I'm like, the Peyton Manning's, okay. the Tom Brady's, the yeah, yeah. Drew Brees's—they're in those meetings with the Matt Ryan. They all they, they, when he when he get one and he can stick with Matt Ryan. I was about to say, he can be uh, in the room. Matt Ryan didn't have I don't, I don't, thirty thousand different. Po baby. I don't know about Matt Ryan. No. no, Matt Ryan need to be in the room. We, but we might, we might need to put Matt Ryan in that category with Baker Mayfield. <laughs> oh no, we don't. No, you don't do that. No, you don't. No, you don't. Uh-uh. Who's the, who's the past leader this week? Oh, Matt Ryan. Oh, okay. It's true. Oh, okay. Did, who who they, was the receiving leader? Oh, Julio Jones. Oh, okay. They, did they win? It don't matter. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about individual performances. We're not talking about the team because the offense they, was clicking. It wasn't the offense. It was the defense that was the problem. Get a, they'll get a fantasy award for that. Hey, I'm okay. That's fine. All I'm saying is we were talking about individually as a as a yeah. So uh huh. I look, I was yeah. texting you in the middle of that game too, and I was like, well, I know because I can't see let it. Up the Seahawks there. lose. <laughs> I got so much. Listen, so I have a friend that's a Cowboys fan, and he uh-huh. he was like, "Hey, did the did the Falcons win today?" Asking for a <laughs> Cowboys fan. Oh, you got jokes. See, the Cowboys hadn't played by then. Uh-huh. I was like, "Oh, you got jokes." I said, "Let's just see when y'all take that L. Right. What you saying? Uh-huh. Don't do that." <laughs> I know he was upset later on that evening. <laughs> oh yes, he didn't even want to talk to me. No, no, come on, bro. Let's let's talk about it. Yeah. And he was like, we'll just see what happens next Sunday. Okay, uh-huh. let's see. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, right, yeah. Man. I think that Tom Brady won't be okay. And yeah. apparently Stephanie thinks that he will be. I do. Um, even, even though he's in the same division with my team, mm-hmm. I still, I still, listen. I think, I, your I, team, I, I, I think your team is going to beat them. I, 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 yeah, I do too. <laughs> I, I don't like, know. I don't know that they're gonna have such a fantastic year. I don't. I don't know. But we talking about Tom Brady. I'm talking about yeah. Tom Brady. True. The same Ooh. conversation we're having about Matt Ryan. I'm talking about Tom Brady, not I think not Tampa Bay. Tom, the the the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are gonna go. <laughs> I got to remember that one. The Tampa Bay. Okay. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are gonna go as Tom Brady goes. 
like you said, like he's probably going to yeah. be the emotional leader in the locker room. Yeah. You know, if he isn't playing well, the team is going to do bad. If he's playing great, yeah. that's going to lift up everybody around him. So, yeah. Um, I just don't see it for him. We'll see. Yeah. I'm, we'll I'm see. Gonna, I'm gonna come back to this one at the end of the season. Please do. Another who's really right under my. Belt. You need to make a note <laughs> in your phone so you can make sure we talk about this again. Not problem. Make sure we're talking about Tom Brady though. Okay. Yeah. Not and not, 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 not Tampa Bay. But not the okay. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> I can't. All right. I'm sorry. Oh God, it right. is so funny to me. It's a shame that we have to keep saying that history is made. Yeah. In these instances, it really is. but this week, for the first time in the history of the NFL, ten of the mm. starting quarterbacks of the thirty-two teams in the NFL, yeah, were black. Mm-hmm. Now, I have mixed feelings about this, but tell me how you feel about it. Um, from. Just from a um, very surface level, mm-hmm. if I don't think too deeply about it, like mm-hmm. the whole this is ridiculous that we're just now having this happen thing, um, I'm very proud of it. Mm-hmm. Proud of them. Um, not, of, not proud of the NFL. Proud of them right. for um, taking on what has historically been something that's a role within a team that is considered like the pinnacle Mm -hmm. and historically has been given to white men. Mm. Yeah. I mean, just out of the, just out of the premise that they're smarter, they're, um, more apt and able to read uh, defenses and be able to handle the playbook and Mm -hmm. all of the responsibilities that come with being a quarterback. So for me, from just the surface level, very proud of them. Um, Saddened that we even have to celebrate this (laughs) or talk about this or that it was news because how many have we seen or that we haven't seen mm-hmm. <laughs> that could have been, should have been in these circumstances before. Right. So I'm very proud of those 10 young men who yeah. went out and, you know, did their thing this week. Right. And I believe that what they went, what, seven and three? Did they? It's Cam Newton. He won. He won. Patrick Mahomes won. He won. Lamar Jackson won. He won. Russell Wilson won. Yes, he, Teddy he Bridgewater won. lost. Dak oh, Prescott right. lost. Mm-hmm. Tyrod Taylor won? They won. No, they lost. No, they didn't. Did they the Chargers, who did the Chargers play? I thought they played Indianapolis. Oh, the Colts definitely lost. Okay, so they won. Mm-hmm. Um, Deshaun lost. Because they played six the Chiefs. Four. Yeah. Yeah. And then your team won. Mm-hmm. And Kyler Murray, did they win? Did the Car- Cardinals yeah, The Cardinals won. won. The seven and three. Yeah. That's right. So that was, those were the three that lost. And then two of them went head to head. So they had to be. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know what I'm Somebody had to lose. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah and that's amazing. You know, I, part mm-hmm. of me, you know, like you said, surface level. Like it's a, it's a wonderful accomplishment, you know. Yeah. Um. And it's about time that black men are are being seen as able to play the position, like in mass. Um. But when you dig into the numbers of the fact that seventy percent of the NFL is comprised of black men, but and that's- less than thirty percent of Thirty percent. Yep, that's of the quarterback right at 30%. position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Of the quarterback position, um, is held by black men. Then, like, it's saying something. And I think yeah. if we were to look deeper into the numbers, we're looking at the starters now. But if we were to look deeper into the numbers with backups um, mm-hmm. and the ability of those backups, 
um, I think we would see a story that is, is still very telling. One that yeah. says that there are not enough black men in positions of leadership to properly evaluate black quarterbacks, specifically mm. black quarterbacks, because 70% of the league is, or more, excuse me, and 70% of the league is comprised of black men. Um, and none of the owners are black. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I think the, the numbers show in mass the mindset. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a threatening thing, too, because when you look at all of these quarterbacks, they're all very, um, not just, not a, not not only are they good pocket passers, they're very athletic. So yes, um, that's a whole nother um, realm that I think is being starting to be um, accepted and and mm-hmm. sought after. You right. know what I mean? Like, oh well, yeah, we do want the quarterback that can be the dual threat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because that that puts more pressure more on the defense. Mm-hmm. The defense got to be prepared for anything at that point. Mm-hmm. So um, even watching Joe Burrow run that touchdown or, right. you know, Aaron Rodgers has been one of those kind of quarterbacks all along. Mm-hmm. Even though he rarely takes off the run, he's right. still very, uh, very mobile. mobile. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, just watching them, this evolution happen, and I think that is what happening and why we're seeing more acceptance of it like when you know because you got to think really we had black quarterbacks there was what Dante Culpepper Warren Mm -hmm. Moon all of these people but they 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 tried to just be fit into what was said of what a quarterback should be be. Mm -hmm. it wasn't until Michael Vick came and y'all just had to be like well dang I mean the boy can't help but yeah yeah I, you know what? I think he started I, that kind of. I was just about to say Randall Cunningham, but mm-hmm. I would still say with the way that Randall Cunningham jumped around with teams, mm-hmm. they like weren't Michael accepted Vick, of it. Michael Vick was probably the the first that was like, we drafted him number one overall, and he's going to be the face of this franchise. Yep. And um, he's going to not only throw the ball, but we're waiting. We want him. Mm-hmm. To be a so dual threat quarterback, it's right. the, that's the difference. Like even right. Randall Cunningham, that is not what they wanted. Mm-hmm. That is not he, what they he, not, not Yeah, Donovan McNabb, that's not what they wanted. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But they, 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 they took what he would give when he would give it. But they didn't want right. that. They, they, they made a point of utilizing mm-hmm. Michael Vick's dual threat ability. Yeah. Yeah. And so now it's becoming just more, that's just what you expect. You right. know what I mean? And I don't care what color he is. Like, they, they looking for that in, in most quarterbacks. Right. Like, you know what I mean? I don't care what color you are. I just need you to be right. able to are be mobile. mobile. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see very few. Daniel Jones is one of the few that I've seen that's been drafted recently. More, that's yeah, just more, more just pocket pure passer. pocket passer quarterback. Wait, but he can run too. I don't know. I don't yeah, know if you remember that game against uh, <laughs> the football team in Washington <laughs> last year, where he took up he he took off up the middle of the field. And I want to say he ran like a 30, 40 yard touchdown. No, I missed all that. Yeah, okay. Okay. yeah. So, I was yeah. surprised. Definitely not pleasant, <laughs> but I was surprised. Of I was not. Like, he can run yeah. like that. Yeah. And then that's when uh, I forgot who his coach was there. No, he he came from Duke. Mm-hmm. So whoever his coach was at Duke came out and said, yeah, he, he ran a lot for us. Okay. But I think now, like, I don't I, – well, I watched the game the other night. I watched a piece of it. You know I fall asleep on yeah. games. Of course you do. <laughs> um, he he – I, I don't remember seeing him do a lot of running. No, he's not. He looked mm-hmm. more like Eli than anything. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, All right. still kudos to them. Let's yeah, definitely. That, yeah, like not to congratulations all. all to the to the, to all of those fellas that got to that are starters uh, in the NFL as quarterbacks. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right, <clears throat> D Hop. Yeah. Um, for those of you who don't remember, DeAndre Hopkins was traded from 
the Houston Texans, who ended up losing last week, their first game. Boy, did they need him. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> he was traded to the Arizona Cardinals um, in the offseason. And I didn't find this out until you told me, mm-hmm. but he actually managed his own deal. Mm-hmm. Um, you haven't seen a lot of players do this. Nope. And I think nope. more can and should. Mm-hmm. While that does, it does take a job away from, you know. There'll someone. still be plenty of plenty of football players who won't want to do what he's doing. Right. So, yeah. But I think a lot of them can do it, and I think a lot of them should do it. And not mm-hmm. even just because not even just because um, like you you don't want to pay that whatever the commission is to mm-hmm. um, your representation, but I think that a lot of people need to hear from the organization these arguments about their worth. Mm. Standing up and being in the room for yourself. You Even need to be in the room. If you have representation, you still should you still be in need the room to be there. for yourself. Your story right. is your story. Can't nobody tell it like you. Nope. Yeah. yeah but yeah, so. for him, now his thing is, um, so the the actual thing, he, he negotiated an extension because they mm-hmm. just brought him in trade. He was traded, so they took on his contract. Right. But yeah, he negotiated an extension. Deal. They will have him there for five years, and mm-hmm. it added $54.5 million to his contract. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said he negotiated 90% of it, but his reasoning is because he already knows that when his playing career is over, this is what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Coach? No. Oh, he oh you mean it's like being, uh, oh, yeah. okay. Oh, that's he said, cool. um, yeah, he said, it's ownership and me believing in myself and my ability to study the terminology of contracts and me knowing where I want mm-hmm. to be after football. I know one day I want to be a part of an organization and help build it. So I feel like this was a good time to learn and study everything that hopefully I'll one day be doing. I love it. Like, he, mm-hmm. he didn't just go in there. Like, he prepared himself. Yes. He said, I think also just showing other players that you can get things done yourself if you believe in yourself and have mm-hmm. the right team around you. Agents yeah. are great. There's never no knock on the agent or nothing against the agent that I had previously. That mm-hmm. There was no bad ties to them. It was just something that I wanted to do myself. Yeah. So they said teammate Larry Fitzgerald has done his Russell O'Connor, Richard Kong. Sherman, Bobby Wagner, mm-hmm. Laramie Tunzel have also done their own deals. Did not know about Laramie Tunzel. Mm-hmm. I think I heard about everybody on that list except Laramie Tunzel. Yeah. Um, and given um, what happened with him, he is now a mm-hmm. Houston Texan. So he used to be mm-hmm. DeAndre Hopkins' uh, teammate. Mm-hmm. But given what happened to him on draft night, I'm surprised that he would have wanted to, but it makes sense. I'm surprised that he would have wanted to, though. Why, though? I mean, uh, well, well, it makes sense. I guess I'm going back to yeah. it makes sense. <laughs> well, I feel like, you know, um, like you said, nobody can tell your story like you, so it makes sense that, yeah. like, you yeah. go in there and you explain that situation because yeah. I'm willing to bet that that will always be used as a bargaining chip against him yeah, getting against him. all of the money that he mm-hmm. could. Right. Um, but I can imagine, you know, trying to go um, advocate for yourself with something like that. Um, it could turn contentious. Good practice. Yeah. Good practice. Yeah. You know, nah, I, I'm, I, I, I applaud him for doing it. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like he probably felt like nobody can tell my story. Right. Like I can, I, it it doesn't make sense for me to send somebody in representing me when I need right. to be the one looking you in your face, telling you. Right. Yeah. yeah. 
like that would be my I feeling. That's why I'm like, oh yeah, I feel. Yeah. So yeah, good but good stuff, Dion. Yeah. Good deal. Yep. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. So <clears throat> the fans in Kansas City. The fans in Kansas City. I don't know a nice way to talk about them. But let's just say what they did. During the game last week when the Kansas City Chiefs played the Houston Texans, the teams made the decision to show um, a sign of unity by locking arms at midfield during the the playing of the National Anthem. The fans in Kansas City, seeing this sign of unity, decided to use that moment to boot. How do we feel about this? I'm with Ryan. So, yeah. so I didn't see this. I, I I didn't see the beginning of the game, so I didn't see that happen. But okay. I, I I saw the commentary later when Ryan Clark brought the mm-hmm. when Ryan Clark was talking about this and his his take on it is I think where I stand on it. Um, mm-hmm. It is almost the shut up and dribble. Yes. Mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like those fans were booing because it was an issue that they felt like wasn't important. Mm. It was, so Ryan Clark's thing was they booed because this was something about black people. <laughs> mm. Yeah. He just was blunt about it. He said, because this was something that's about black people, it it was it is a lesser it's of lesser importance to other people, therefore they booed what they what they thought was a waste of time. Mm-hmm. He said, "Had this been about breast cancer, any in breast cancer, autism, anything mm-hmm. that that is universal and could affect anybody, then they may not have been feeling that way because it could be somebody they know." But because it doesn't affect them and it's not personal to them, and it doesn't have, they don't have any personal real connection to it, they thought it was a waste of time and they booed it. Um, I was disappointed to hear that. Yeah. Because I'm still, I'm still in shock every time I hear or see something where somebody had, after seeing, like, if you were if you were being willfully blind before mm-hmm. you can't there's no way in this present culture and society that you can continue to say that you didn't know right. with the way that things have gone on mm-hmm. um and so even if you don't back it up to things from the past that have been atrocious that you you knew were there but didn't really pay attention to mm-hmm. you've had to pay attention to what's happened in recent in recent months yeah. And and so I'm still in awe and just shocked when I hear people not finding any compassion for that. Mm-hmm. Not I don't I don't that doesn't mean I need you to get up and go shout from the rooftops. That doesn't mean I need you out in the street. That doesn't but right. at least acknowledge. Mm-hmm. At least be at least be able to say this is real for them. This is, and I'm, I'm, I hate that this has happened to them, or I don't care, but I acknowledge that this has happened to them. Mm-hmm. And this is what's going on. This is their reality. Yeah. And so when I see, when, so this is, this is kind of like a whole group of people saying, we don't care. Mm-hmm. You don't mean nothing. Who right. are you? Mm-hmm. And that just, that bothers me it, tremendously. I was extremely disappointed. Yeah. Extremely disappointed. Even if that's I, I, how you feel, just shut up. You shut up and sit. How about right. that? Right. <laughs> shut up and watch your game. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yes. Yeah. Shut up and watch the game. Yep. Man, I, I just I, I don't know. Like stupidity knows no bounds. Um yeah. and, and Ryan Clark was, like you said, he was straight on with his commentary mm-hmm. about it. Um, <clears throat> being black doesn't affect anybody other than black people. Mm-hmm. Now, I say that, 
but shout out to the people who are to the other races who are true allies who yeah. at least attempt to empathize mm-hmm. um, that's all I'm asking for I, I don't yeah. yeah yeah I won't say anything controversial even though it was on the tip of my tongue well I'm glad I cut you off <laughs> So the mental health moment. <laughs> yeah. Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. And I said I wasn't gonna bring this up, but I have to. Um, oh Lord, you gonna bring Skip up Skip Bayless is a miserable yeah. old man, and <laughs> I just. I'm I guess a miserable he, old man. He is he's a miserable old man, and he just <laughs> irks my soul. Um. Forget about his commentary on LeBron. I just think... Oh, Lord. I, I feel like that's trolling. This right yeah. here, what he said was heartfelt, and he truly believes it. And it feels like he's one of those fans who's so blinded by his fandom that he would say something, or forget that he said it, that he would feel this way about someone who's dealing with so much. Now, I'm sorry I had to get that out, but to set the stage. It's audacity. It's audacity. Yeah. yeah. It's audacity. Yeah. Um, Dak Prescott. Audacious. Um, in the middle of, okay, big words. <laughs> Audacious. I look, Audacious. I said, <laughs> I said, one of my favorite words is auspicious. I'm sorry, y'all. Sorry, oh, no. <laughs> it's auspicious. It was very auspicious. Yeah. <laughs> And somebody heard me say that, and they was like, you showing off. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Really? Like, auspicious is showing yes. off? Okay. I, I told All you my right. friends call me big words, Jared, and oh. I don't know if they're actually being funny or like. <laughs> oh, my God. Really? Okay. No, I'm sorry. Well, we are, we are true kindred spirits. I heard that yesterday. We had to give our leadership point of view in our, in our um, meeting yesterday, and uh-huh. I used the word reciprocity. Yeah, and they were like, problem. okay, big words. I'm like, oh that's God. not a big, what is wrong with you? <laughs> if you don't I'm dig like, into what? it, the source. <laughs> Y'all need to get like these prisoners and get you a right. dictionary and read it every day. Like, what? A word a day. Right. Um, yeah. But anyway. And I'm sorry. Uh, so Dak Prescott <laughs> has been dealing with a lot this offseason. Um, yeah. And he just revealed that not only did has he been dealing with the death of his brother, but that his brother committed suicide, which adds another layer um, to what he had been dealing with. And he had talked about like anxiety and depression and, and some of those things that he had been dealing with. Um, and I felt like him sharing that um, one probably lifted a weight off of him being yeah. able to share that yeah. two, um, it opened it up for, more people like you you hear now more athletes talking about their mental health Absolutely. and it's it's giving way for you know folks to come out and share their own story and their own struggles that they've been dealing with so yeah. we don't have all of these <laughs> i mean not to diminish any other group but we don't have all of these black men running around here with no. trauma that they're not able to talk about right you know, and so I, I thought it was I thought it was awesome that he was able to to yes. speak about that. It was so brave. Yeah. It was so brave because what he talked about was feeling the anxiety and the depression before his brother passed away. Mm-hmm. And I feel like him coming out after his brother's suicide and saying what he said was almost like like you said, therapeutic. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was also him, I feel like it was also him letting people know to hold him accountable. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. so not even accountable, but just kind of check on me. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I was already feeling some kind of way before this happened. Now this happens and it was a suicide. So is this, you know, those are the thoughts that go through your head. I mean, we don't know if he's had those thoughts, you know what I mean? Like, is this something that's genetic? Not suicide, but the depression, Depression you know, having those. Yeah. And so um, I feel like he said it too, just kind of like the cry for help kind of don't y'all check on me. Don't, 
don't just leave me. Don't let me just kind of go right. into a, a dark place and nobody come see about me because right. I don't want to be where my brother is. I don't right. want to get to that point. Like, I feel like it was such a, it's so much deeper than just, yeah, I suffered with anxiety and depression. I mean, nothing's mm -hmm. minimal about that in itself, but I feel like right. his, the context. his timing, the timing of doing it and the fact that he did it um, after his brother's death, all of that just screams to me, like, see me, help me, you know what I mean? And right. so back to your original. So for Skip Bayless to, I don't do, is it diminish? Undermine? I don't even know what word to use. I think all of those. Big word, Jared, what, what's the word? <laughs> when I think, both, I think those, those words that you use apply, like certainly undermine. Yeah, um, like what, what are you doing? It just, because how he made dare. it a thing about leadership. But how, who said that leaders are not supposed to have issues? Where did that come from? We, listen, our yeah. country is led by one. Yeah. We have a, he has issues. Yes. I don't care. I don't care what, I, this is not about politics. This is just straight on. I don't know. You got to have blinders on not to mm -hmm. see. So who says that when you're in leadership, you can't be human or you can't have issues, you can't have struggles. That's what makes you a better leader. Transparency, Transparency. makes you a better leader. Being, I mean, I just literally, that's what I've been doing for the last seven months is participating in a leadership development training for my job. That That's my, if I could read my point of view to you, that's what it says in there. Being transparent and honest makes you a good leader. Yeah. Having that ability to um, share your truth with people helps them to see you as more more relatable. Mm -hmm. So, Skip Bayless, go you again. We gonna say the same thing we saying to the Chiefs fans: Go sit, shut up, and sit down. Yeah. Please. I'm, I'm gonna try to do a good job now that 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 Uncle Shannon has his own podcast called Club Shay Shay. I'm going to try to do a better job of not listening to Skip Bayless. <laughs> okay, good. All right. Yeah. I just, yeah, that's, that's disappointing. But yeah. to Dak Prescott, um, we hear you, brother. Mm -hmm. Proud of you for being so brave to come out and share your truth and be transparent with your family, with your teammates, with, with any, with the fans. Right. So thank you for that. And um, we hear you. And, I know you don't know us, but if you need us, we here. Right. <laughs> like that's just how I feel for real. Like yeah. you know, sometimes somebody just need to know somebody. We here. Yeah. And it's genuine. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like yeah. So anyway. Nah. That's, All right. That's good stuff. Feel yeah. good. Final thought. We got okay. two. Okay. Um. So the first one is, um, I, I love this march that we've been having with women being accepted into male dominated sports. And I was thinking about it from the other side and I was like, we got all these men in women's sports. Mm -hmm. There's no not even a thought about sport, it. You yeah. know, but to see Sonia Ramon, who was hired by the Memphis Grizzlies, mm -hmm. um, get an opportunity because um, if I'm not mistaken, did she she coach? She was a MIT. Of, MIT. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and so to see her get an opportunity uh, with the Grizzlies um, is awesome. You yeah, know, they said she's the 14th uh, female head, uh, assistant coach to be hired in the league seven since 2019. So they've doubled wow. up in yeah, one year. In one year. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so, um, you know, thankful for her for that opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, and also on the other side of this, um, I, I think the NBA just gets it on this stuff. And it doesn't even feel like pandering because it just comes out of nowhere. You right. Know, you know, they, they 
it got announced, but it's not like we're wearing a billboard. Look, we're we're trying to diversify. It's like right. no, we're right. gonna take the steps and hire those people and give them the opportunity, the people that deserve it, regardless That's of right. color, creed, gender, gender, yep. you know. I mean, yep. well, we need to see some more uh black coaches and um black uh uh what do you call it? Uh it's gonna come some general managers. Oh, okay. I'm like, wait, I don't know. I'm waiting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just but, in, in, men, in those higher up roles, period. Like, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But no. In, in comparison cool. to other leagues, like, they are truly pushing forward and making progress. Mm-hmm. And she becomes the third uh, Native American. Oh, wow. Female coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the league. So, yeah, real cool stuff. Her. Yeah, yeah. Real cool stuff. Love it. All right. Our second one is we we saw a few weeks ago where Pau Gasol um, had a video of him being with um, Kobe Bryant's family. Yeah. Um, his wife and um, his children. Um, and we, you know, everybody, well, everybody I know thought that was cool. You know what I'm saying? To see that oh, he's yeah. maintaining um, that family Powell. vibe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but Powell and his wife had a little girl, and they actually named the girl Elizabeth Gianna Gasol. And when you said that, I didn't even see it at first because it was a part of the feel good final thought. Um, and I didn't realize that there were two. Yeah, you said it. I was like, we got to keep both of them. Yeah. We got to keep going. I just thought that was beautiful. I mean, it does something to me every time I hear it on the inside. It's just like, hopefully, I mean, you know, she can be whatever she wants to be, but maybe she'll grow up and be a basketball player. Like, you know what I mean? She'll take on Gianna's, like, persona. Yeah. Wear number two in in honor. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That'll be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, um, that's was just, that was a beautiful one. thing. Oh yeah, I'm listen. I'm trying to hold it together just because I just think it's so beautiful, such a beautiful, beautiful tribute. Um, I love that. That that speaks volumes to me about sport mm-hmm. and the camaraderie and brotherhood and sisterhoods that are formed that are lasting because right. Powell ain't played been, and been with the Lakers for forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? But him and Kobe still had that that bond wow. and that relationship and mm. it's evident in here he is you know in the kids lives still right. um you know because typically what happens somebody dies everybody's around and they disappear and back to their lives right. yeah. you know what i mean so he's still there and um and to then make that tribute just mm-hmm. you know to honor her like that it's just beautiful yeah. i love it yeah. i thought it was great i thought it was great yeah me too yeah, I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Show picks. Yeah. What you watching? Nothing but sports. <laughs> like, for real. Okay, so I started this stupid show, The Perfect Landing. It's Clearly, it's for little children. But uh-huh. I've been watching it anyway. <laughs> but, um, um, yeah, no. It's been basketball and football here, for real. Like, yeah. Like, Somebody asked me, like, oh, was like, I'm so sorry I hadn't been in. I was like, oh, you had? I've been watching basketball. <laughs> I didn't even recognize it. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nah, that's good. I, I, for the amount of hours that I could stay awake, I've been like, <laughs> if a game is on, I'm watching that. Yeah. But, um, I, I had to throw a throwback in there. Yeah, yeah. You know, we are fans of Will Ferrell. Um, what? Talladega Super fans, Nights. listen. Talladega Nights. Hey, look at Ricky Bobby. A Ricky Bobby. Ricky Bobby. Um, man, and it's crazy. I, 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 I use the meme all the time. I mean, uh, I use the GIF all the time, and it just, mm-hmm. uh, you know, brought it back to me that Michael Clark Duncan passed away. Um, yeah. But I use that meme all the time. Like, don't you put that on me, Ricky Bobby? Right. You made me think about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean yeah. the gift, I just said the meme again. The gift. Yeah. And it it made me think about it. So I had to uh I didn't get to finish the whole thing, obviously. But of course um, you did. <laughs> you to, mm-hmm. 
We going I, to I go had, to the doctor. Make sure uh, you don't have narcolepsy. Like, really? What is uh, the nah, nah. I, I mean, nah, no, I, you just be working. I, yeah, yeah. I get home. I know. Late. And yeah. As soon as I turn, so I'm knowing you know, I get up at four thirty. Four twenty. I know. Which is all in itself. Anyway, we're not going there. Yeah. I said that to Jamia. Jamia said four thirty. I said. <laughs> <laughs> She gotta be up that early. Should <laughs> said 4:30 question mark like what? <laughs> Man, I don't know, girl. I don't know what he need to do at 4:30 tomorrow, but he is up. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but all good. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, at the end of another one, episode yeah. 77, I believe. I think it's episode 77. <laughs> I think I'm right. I don't know. You know. I, <laughs> Um, yeah, we're going to start planning 180, okay? You said 180? We're going to start planning 100 at 80. At 80. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We only got a few left now. Yeah. Um, but uh, if you guys want to reach out to us, if you want to hit us up, certainly hit us up at our um, Instagram page. That's Feel the Number Two, The Real Podcast. Uh, hit us up on Twitter. That's field the number two, the real P1. Um, if you want to shoot us an email, field to the real podcast at gmail.com. Please go to our YouTube page, field to the real podcast. Like, share, comment, feedback, feedback, feedback. Let's <laughs> go watch. Like, come yeah. on, y'all. Like, really. Like, yeah. um, we doing we good pre- stuff. I need people yeah. to read, really. Yeah. yeah, we need yeah. you to check it out. <laughs> Yeah, real talk. And yeah, just you know, hit us up. Make sure you check out the pep talks. They are every Wednesday. Um, I tried to get them at eight, but (laughs) (laughs) I try to do in the evening time when the with the algorithm rhythm say that most people are like watching. So please check that out somewhere in the eight o'clock hour. I wish uh, I could use Hootsuite. But Hootsuite makes you pay now. What? Yeah, I tried to. Oh. I, I figured it out. I tried to go, and now Hootsuite says you have to pay to use this. Uh, okay. This third All party right. Apple okay. Instagram. So I'm, I'm, I've been looking for a new one to see if anybody okay. else got one. <laughs> right. Oh, somebody got one. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But as always, we we truly love you guys. Those of you who listen every week, tune in every week. Thank you. And uh, sit through a a whole hour of us. (laughs) We truly love and appreciate you guys. Um, But we out. Peace. Peace. Now put the cameras on me. 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 Put the cameras on me.